I, I think the, I think we need to develop a positive and, and respectful approach to Maori culture. I think it's unique to Aotearoa. Uh, I don't I don't see what what's negative about it. I think uh, that's the one thing I'm trying to to teach to the boys. It's, it doesn't the Maori culture belongs to all New Zealanders. Listening to the NZPE Teacher Cast, a podcast sharing some of the inspirational stories from amazing teachers and educators within New Zealand and around the world. Today's episode is sponsored by My Study Series, an online learning platform supporting Kiwi teachers and students through NCEA. With online achievements and badges for completing key tasks, My Study Series ensures students are highly engaged and motivated to learn. Check it out now at mystudyseries.co.nz. Kia ora everyone and welcome to episode 19 of the NZPE Teacher Cast. Today I'm really excited to be chatting with an old friend and colleague who is doing some fantastic work advocating for Te Reo Māori. I first started working with Neitana Lob at Wellington High School about five to six years ago and have enjoyed reading about him and watching him in the media lately as he's been recognised for the great impact he's having at Auckland Grammar. So Neitana, welcome to the podcast. Hi, kia ora, kia ora. Hey, so before we get started, um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your teaching background and experience and a few tidbits about the school you're at now and the students you teach. I started my uh, teaching career at Wellington High School and uh, taught there for three years. And in 2016, I, was, I started at Auckland Grammar School as the uh, first HOD of Te Reo Māori. Uh, in terms of the school, it's a great school uh, with a great reputation, a proud history. Uh, the boys are the boys are amazing. Yeah, it's a big school, twenty five hundred boys. It's a, a very polyglot school in, in compositions and many cultures there, which is uh, which, which is unique, mm. I think. It's, you spent some some time at Wellington High, so that is that where you started? Yeah. And I, I was luckily lucky enough to be um, a member of staff there when you were there, and it was. Um, you you did a bit of coaching and basketball, so I got to see you a bit around around there, which was really awesome. And I got to see your your passion for our students. What what do you think the differences um, between the two schools are? What, what what do you think is compare and contrast the two? I think they're the the, the complete opposite of each other. <laughs> I, I don't think I could have picked two schools that were so different from each other. And I I think that's the best thing about that is. Um, is is seeing two different sides of, of, of teaching and learning. You know, we've got a, a very uh, open approach, I guess, at, at Welly High uh, compared to a more traditional approach to education and grammar. But I, I think what I've seen is that I've um, both sides work, and yeah. it depends on the it depends on the students. Uh, the, the students accept that type of culture, whatever the school they go to. In terms of the, the, the day-to-day dealing with students, I have the, the same uh, same successes and the same challenges, I guess, um, as and in both schools. Or, you know, you get your, your range of, of diverse students. Uh, and that's... But uh, I, I think, in, in all honesty, Wally High is probably 
a bit more challenging when the student's over. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's oh, I'm, I'm very lucky to uh, to have started. I'm grateful, especially now, to have started at Wally High. I think I learned a lot about how to be a teacher and uh, how to have an open mind to education. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Extremely lucky to have started my career at Wellington High School, and and the the, the staff there they function on a on another level. They're, they're, uh, the things they do um, are, are quite advanced and, and cutting edge, and and I don't think the public acknowledge that enough. But you know, I spent eight eight or nine years there, and before I went there, I didn't even know where the school was. Um, yeah, so extremely lucky. Um, were, you, were you there when Prue was there? I can't, I no, can't remember. No, I wasn't. I, I started in uh, 2013. Yeah. So was, uh, Nigel was the principal at that yep. time. Yeah. So jumping jumping straight into things, you've been in the media quite a bit lately. Um, seems every time I jump on social media, someone has shared another story about um, the really cool things you're doing. So tell us what all the fuss has been about lately and why it's been getting so much media attention. I think what I've learned from my short time at, at Auckland Grammar is uh, how fascinated the media are with the school. I think it's <laughs> both positive and, and, and especially negative. Um, it, it comes, I think uh, it's just a lot of attention comes from the fact that maybe people couldn't, in terms of Te Reo Māori and the story of Te Reo, I think people couldn't believe the school, a school like ours, I think, would would introduce uh, compulsory Te Reo Māori to its third formers. It went from not having Te Reo Māori to every third former has to do it within the space of a year. And uh, I think that's what really uh, grabbed everyone, uh, everyone's attention. Do you think, um, when you when you think about that attention that it's received, do you think it should have, um, I mean, has the attention been positive or has it been a little bit of a mixed bag? Between uh, the, the Auckland grammar community, it's been hugely positive. We haven't uh, had any complaints or any uh, uh, fight back from parents and, and, and caregivers at all. Um, I think it's probably, and I've read a lot of the, the comments online, and I think there's just uh, a lot of people have a, a pessimistic view on, on anything. Um, yeah. And they're quite negative about anything. Why are we doing it? We haven't lost anything uh, in terms of our teaching with the boys. You know, they still learn the same things we just have added uh something else to the to their repertoire of learning in a in a day-to-day basis uh, which is which is great so that there, there has been some negative comments has there on social media and stuff yeah that I, i've just read online and um I, and it comes from a, a lot of maori as well you know i think that the the idea is that you know why is it why is it taking so long and and my thinking is, is that you know it's uh, we've got to look forward and uh, to the future and see how we can uh, you know have Te Reo Māori as a positive Māori language and the culture as a positive thing for all New Zealanders. Yeah. It's things that they should learn and that yeah. they that, well, that could be beneficial for them. Mm. Do you feel much pressure being the first ever teacher of Te Reo at Grammar? Uh, personally, I, I, I've enjoyed the challenge, and then that's a, a big, big part that uh, that drew me to the to the job um, to establish the, the department from scratch. It's definitely busy. I, I never have a dull day, uh, uh, but I do enjoy going to work every day and working with with a lot of boys too. You know, there's uh, 
there's 500 boys in the third form and uh, I get to meet all of them and uh, on top of that with my option classes. Uh, so I get to know the, the boys quite well and uh, and they get to know me as well, which is which is great. And it's nice to uh, nice to have that relationship with, well, eventually I'll have that uh, relationship with all boys at, at the school. Yeah. What what challenges have you, what, what's your biggest challenge that you've had so far in this in this role? Um terms of probably just the the general resourcing of mm-hmm. the subject you know we we've had to I've had to learn how to buy uh, like at Wellington High we had everything uh, that you was needed and every resource that you could imagine uh, I think a big part of it is buying the resources finding the resources and uh, and and getting that up to scratch I think has been the, the biggest part for me is learning uh, that other side of uh, running a, a new department is resourcing it yeah, I think you go you go into to any school that has an established subject, and no matter what state their resources are in, you can kind of take and and merge those and blend them and create something that kind of works. But if that hasn't existed at all in the past, then you're going to have to find a way to um, to curate some of those resources. So I can see that that would have been um, a little bit of a challenge. Now you you also you're working in the in the hostel there, are you? Yeah. How does what what sort of workload does that add to your to your teaching i have uh, about uh in terms of my shift work i work about two shifts and, uh, and uh, probably three times a term i have a, a week so i'm on, on duty for the entire week um it's uh, i enjoy it the, bo- the boys are great but it is uh your days can be quite long when you start in the morning uh, after prep or in bedtime, uh, can be quite a long day. Yeah, yeah, but you can get a lot of work done as well. Oh, I bet. What what is so? What's led to this decision by Auckland Grammar to include Tadeo as a compulsory subject at Year Nine? So how did they come to arrive at this point? Uh, so the decision was uh, made by the headmaster and the and the senior leadership team uh, to make it compulsory. The idea was to uh, we wanted to give all students uh, the knowledge of phrases to deliver mihi uh, and tikanga and, and knowledge of tikanga. Uh, the students have been incredibly positive uh, to the introduction of te reo Māori at our school. And additionally, I think students have been motivated and, uh, and enthusiastic about learning uh, the language as well, which is which is great. And you've, I think you mentioned prior when we were talking that um, you, you actually went out into the... Um, into the school community and, and got a little bit sort of a little bit of voice from the community yeah we had uh, myself and, and and Tim uh, the headmaster we spoke to old boys and staff and, and even from experience experiences from the senior leadership team about the the skills or the the knowledge that uh, they would like to know uh, about uh, te reo and, and tikanga and also I've had a, I've been lucky enough to work with people in, in, that are lawyers and, and accountants and doctors that need help with te reo and, um, and I've based that on my my experiences as well. I think living in Wellington uh, sort of helped me that with a lot of people in the in the uh, the government sector. I think there's been uh, the parents as well from Welly High gave me that impression that there's a lot of a lot of uh, Adults didn't really know too much, and would, and that's why they encourage their 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 children to to take up te reo Māori, uh, and that's what we've we've done is is designed a, a course 
where it's where we're giving boys knowledge, the the basics, I, I would say, of uh, te reo Māori and as well as Māori culture, uh, which is which is going what, well. What about um, the kids in school now? Did, did they have a bit of a say in, in what it might look like for them? Oh, I talked to no, probably not. Uh, I do talk to them. Uh, I at the end of the of the year, uh, especially last year's group, and we talk about uh, um, what things what we could do. I know with the mihi uh, was uh, a bit we've, we've expanded on it uh, in terms of our giving the boys uh, more more detail in their mihi mihi and added more to it, uh, which the boys uh, really wanted more out of it, which was which was great for me because uh, uh, the boys just are, are super keen on on being able to speak, especially if they have to stand on a on a marae as well. They they have a deeper mm. understanding of how, of how to do that. We didn't want students, to, boys from the school, to leave and and feel like they don't know what they're talking about or don't know how to uh, respond in a, in a situation in a, in a Maori context. That they were ready for anything. Uh, mm. uh, yeah. So, what does it look like for your for your Year Nine students? Is it at this compulsory Te Reo Māori? Is it just the taster on a term by term rotation, or is it something a little bit more prescriptive? So, all all students, uh, I see them one lesson a week, uh, and they and we go through this. Uh, and there's a also we do a bit. They have to do a lot in homework. In all fairness, uh, over that week, uh, I do put a lot on them uh, to learn things and to study things as well. But also trying to must... incorporate it in the school, I think, in, in real life. I, I try to encourage them to use the, the phrases and that just in general because I think that's the, the most important part. Yeah, actually using it in a in real-world context yeah. as opposed to... Because it must be quite challenging being in that classroom and you teach them for an hour and then you're not going to see those students for another seven days. Yeah. Has there been any, any challenges through that no no the no, it's been great uh, we have a, a pretty uh, fast i would say uh timetable uh, where lessons are, are, are quite short and sharp and uh and that's that's good as well keeps the boys ticking along but we also mm. have wire and haka that we do uh most weeks in terms of words as a, as a full school uh, which is great yeah and that leads into the next question where um I, I would assume that Māori culture and tikanga already has some representation within the school because, um, you know, this, the sporting culture of, of grammar. So how are you able to harness and build on some of the good things that are already in place with what you're doing? I think we're just trying to add, I would say, more cult Māori culture to the, the school's uh, already existing culture and traditions. Um Last week we uh, we performed the haka for the first time as a whole school at Sir John Graham, uh, Sir John Graham's funeral, who was the the previous headmaster and, and a former All Black as well, and that was an experience for all boys that, that we had got to perform a haka with 2,500 boys, which was quite uh, quite powerful, and uh, I think something like that has has uh, triggered, I guess. Uh, I want to be more involved or more knowledge about the culture and the language, uh, especially through the medium of, of haka. Mm. When you um, the doing the haka, the whole school, were, were the staff involved with that or is it just the students? Just the students. Um, 
Uh, and I think eventually we'll we'll teach the the staff as well, uh, the school hucker. Uh, it's uh, something uh, that is, and I tell the boys, it's something that uh, you, the hucker, their hucker, which is unique uh, to the school, and, and I say it belongs to past, present, and future uh, students of Auckland grammar. And my job is to make sure that they uh, they understand it and they do it correctly. Yeah, we um, we spent. 12 months our staff at, at Rongatai um, last year we spent 12 months the staff learning the haka and it was it was a really interesting process it was it was difficult and it was well out of a lot of staff's comfort zone but we we pushed through and you know we're doing it in a staff room and our staff room is right by the, the school car park and um, we'd be doing it in our morning briefings and the students would walk past and uh, you know, they'd have a chuckle um, but they weren't quite sure you could see they were a little bit oh, what, are, what are these guys doing? And what we did was we uh, we laid down a challenge. Um, and the last assembly of school, um, we had um, uh, it was the staff versus the prefix. We had a bit of a, um, a hucker competition. And um, you know, I've, that's one of the most nervous moments I've had in a long time, standing up in front of your whole school and doing a hucker and being at the front. But um, the the kids they they really appreciated it, and you could see as as we went on and on and throughout the year and they could see us spending more time learning it I think we got a little bit of respect and then what what we were also seeing was that some of the teachers and staff were asking um, uh, some of the pronunciation and the actions and just double checking with the with the kids and and they were able to provide support to us as learners which was which was really cool and in the end we um, we wasted them we wasted the prefects and, <laughs> awesome. and the other kids the other kids voted so that was um really cool thing to do and um you know a lot of the staff were so um kind of grateful i guess um that we could go through that process and and share that um i guess that moment with 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 our our boys um really 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 powerful oh that's awesome i think that's something we've i know i've had a lot of staff members already um both male and female come and talk to me over the past week and and asked uh, we should organize a time where we learn it as a as a staff, and I think I think it's I think you're right. It let you, you show by leading by example, um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and it also helps with uh, when we start teaching the boys that everyone knows what we're doing. At this stage, it's only me uh, teaching 2,500 boys how to do the hucker. Mm. So it'd be great to have uh, all of us have 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 the knowledge of of knowing the hucker and the words and the actions as well. Yeah, and you know we'd find times where. Because there's this one key part in our hucker where the boys always speed up and they go a bit too fast, and and now we can even I'm confident to go to them and say, hey, you know, you need to slow it down a little bit, and and they go, oh yeah, well, you know, he knows it now, so, um, you know, we can have that shared, um, uh, like, uh, the relationship is a little little bit better around um, stuff oh, like that, which cool. is which is cool. So looking at looking a little further into the future, what do you hope to achieve in the in the medium to long term? I guess in your role. Um, Leading Māori Language Education Auckland Grammar? Well, first, uh, probably in, in three layers, probably um, develop Te Reo Māori as a subject. Uh, number two, develop Te Reo and Tikanga in all, all curriculum areas. And uh, the third, probably develop the use of haka, waiata, the art and, and protocols uh, at the school, Māori culture at the school. Um, so in terms of Te Reo Māori, we're, we started last year with the th- third form and this year we have the the all third form is still doing it and we have a full form option class 
and no, over the next couple of years, by 2020, we'll have it offered uh, from Form 3 to Form 7. So it's, it's not a we haven't gone straight away with all form levels. We're just slowly building it up, following the the current full form and following their journey, their five years at the school. Uh, and uh, in terms of the curriculum areas, I think at the school, what we're looking at and what one of my jobs that I'm doing is working with the head of faculties, head of departments, and uh, in terms of developing more Māori uh, culture, more te reo in, into our teaching and, and learning, uh, which has been quite uh, exciting as well with uh, hearing a lot of the, the great ideas that uh, a lot of the, the, the departments and faculties have on uh, how to do how to use te reo and, and tikanga in, in their classroom. Yeah, that was the thing that really stuck out for me, um, just what you said then was that bit about... Um, getting more te reo Māori into other departments. Now, one, one thing that I've always kind of felt was that when we try to incorporate more Māori within phys ed and stuff like that, that because I'm not Māori, it always came across as kind of a little bit token. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I think that's, um, that's what a lot of people who don't have the confidence kind of feel like. What... What would you say to somebody who who is feeling that way, like, oh, you know, by saying, by me just saying um, the day in Māori, it's kind of, uh, it, it's token and it's, there's no value in that? What would you say to somebody like that? I, I, I don't I don't see it like that. I know, I, I, what my biggest thing I do when I talk to teachers about it is is getting them to have the confidence to use it, um, uh, using te reo and tikanga. I, 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 for example, I've been... Uh, had a meeting with the art department and the ideas that they had uh, about what they wanted to do in, in the department and I thought it was great and all, I think my job is to, to give them confidence and, and, and as a sounding board I guess to um, of, of ideas because uh, I think a lot of them have had a lot of departments and a lot of uh, teachers have had, always had great ideas they just didn't know who to talk to about it and, and how, to, yeah. how to and I, I've seen myself as also a person as the as a go-to to, to share ideas and uh, especially protocol and, and, and tikanga, is, is this the right thing to do? Um, but I always uh, say to the, the teachers, uh, you know, try to normalise it as much as you can and, and, and it, it, it eventually will establish itself, uh, I think, in terms of the, the language. Um, but I do understand the, the fear or the uh, how, how, how teachers might struggle and feel like it is tokenistic, but I, I think you've got to start small as well. You got you can't uh, you've got to try the the basics first before you can uh, get into more bigger ideas. Uh, yeah, I think you're right with with normalising it. Eh? Um, we, we we've got a senior leader at, at Rongatai who um, he, he's reasonably new to the school and and he does a, a Māori welcome um, or introduction every every morning at briefing, and um, it's just that's become normalized yeah you know we we didn't we didn't we don't look at that and and think oh what's he trying to do um it, it, it's it's normalized and his confidence has improved and i guess for me listening to um him come in and just be so confident with it, it i guess i kind of feed off that a little bit and it's given me a bit of impetus to try to to try to use to deal more frequently in my classes but yeah, it's definitely a challenge when you're not Māori and you don't have that confidence but um, 
yeah, if you can normalize it and you can do it more frequently, I guess that's that's a good starting point. And starting small, like you said, I think that's a that's a good approach too. I had a, I had a forum with the students with the, some of the boys last year about it in, in terms of pronunciation, and I said, "Do you get angry with them trying, trying saying it and getting it wrong?" And the, the feedback I got from them was they know who's not trying to say it properly, and you know they said, we don't mind if they give it a go and they get it wrong. It's no, there's no hassles there. Everyone gets things wrong. But it's mm. the is at least you're trying and, um, and 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 if you want help, you know the boys are quite easy, quite good to get giving feedback as well. But I think that's been something that I got from the boys was, you know, having that ability to 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 give it a go and to be genuine about it. And even when I yeah. I do the role, I, the, the boys can respond to me in in my social studies classes, for example. They can respond to me. In, in te reo English and I tell them I say I don't really mind what uh, what you say you can do it in Māori you can do it in English but don't think too hard about it you know that's all I ask <laughs> so because I remember the first times they're like ai ai matua ai ai matua and boys if it's yes sir it's fine that's fine too you know it's just, we've got to get through the role as fast as we can <laughs> and so they just go with, I say go whatever you whatever feels right and, but now the majority of them do answer in te reo Māori and they just don't think and, and, and even my instructions to the to the third form last year, at the end of the year, we were doing hucker practice on the field, and it wasn't me. I didn't notice it was another a staff member said, "You were giving instructions to them, and they were doing exactly what you were telling them." But they they weren't think you weren't thinking too hard about it. They weren't thinking too hard yeah. about it. It just seemed normal, and I think there's just as you say it enough times, they just they don't know what mm. you're saying. I didn't notice I was going from Maori to English, and I wasn't doing it on purpose. It's just a natural thing, but they so it does uh, resonate with them eventually. I think. Do you think as a society in New Zealand we, we value Māori culture enough? Um, I, I think the, I think we need to develop a positive and, and respectful approach to Māori culture. I think it's unique to Aotearoa. Uh, I, don't, I don't see what, what's negative about it. I think uh, that's the one thing I'm trying to, to teach to the boys. It's, it doesn't, the Māori culture belongs to all New Zealanders, and that's the... The idea I want um, people to have. Um, there was a, there was a um, a topic in the Nga Manu Kōrero speech competitions a couple of years ago. It says Māori language glo- globally hot, locally not, and <laughs> and that, they're right because you go overseas, it's our point of difference. You know, you quite often see people refer to the haka or, or the or the Māori culture when they're overseas, but here they have no interest in it. And I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why that is, you know, why. And but I try to get the boys, especially at grammar, to to appreciate that it belongs to us and as a country, and it's it's unique to us, only to us as a country as well, uh, to all New Zealanders. So how could we challenge some of these perceptions in in a, in a positive way? How can how can we approach it? I think well, I think the main thing is being positive. I think. What my dealing with 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 students is that you they're going to make mistakes and you encourage. I I liken it back to my komatu when I was growing up. You, you, one one komatu said to me, "You're going to make mistakes, you know, when you stand up and speak on a marae. You just got to own it and go. Oh well, it didn't work well that time. And mm. people were just so afraid, especially the boys uh, that I work with, afraid to make mistakes. And so if you make it, just get it right the next time, you know. It's uh, having trying to trying to knock the fear out of making a, a mistake. I think you're going to get make them, um, 
But in terms of a, a positive approach to the Māori culture, I think it's just, I think it's more understanding of it. Uh, and, and, and I think it's people sometimes can be a bit harsh when people get things wrong. And um, I'm, I'll never knock a person for trying, any, especially in Te Reo Māori, I'm never going to sit there and, and critique and criticise. I'll, I'll help. But I think the, I've seen people be, you know, be told off quite a, in, in, in publicly, uh, which I don't think is fair. Uh, Maori people, you know, publicly tell people off, you know, say, oh, that was wrong, you got that wrong. I don't. I, I think that knocks a person's confidence. That's so about. I think Maori have a lot to do with having a, a positive approach to 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 everyone as well, um, in terms of the the culture. Mm. What do you think is the biggest challenge our young Māori face in education today and, and what are we doing to address it? I think, personally, I think it's deficit thinking um, and it comes both ways to students and some that are involved in education. I, I uh, quite often, a lot of Māori boys and especially those that are, aren't in, probably engaged in their language and their culture or their whakapapa, they don't, uh, they, there's, a, there's a chip on their shoulder Um not knowing, and I think I noticed that when I went to high school, um, I came from a Kurakaupapa background, so I was a fluent speaker. I knew where I, my marae, I knew where I was from, and I could tell people that. But a lot of my mates who were Māori were they, they they took on the stereotypes of, I guess, being Māori. You know that I'm dumb, I I hate school, and and that deficit thinking. So it's about, um, I think, expectations is is probably the key. Uh, for our Māori students is having high expectations on them. Oh, I think all students, you should have high expectations. And that's the, the message I give to, to teachers dealing with Māori students is in a Māori environment, whether at a kura kaupapa, it's a very, uh, very demanding schools and the, the expectations are, are, are very high. So I think it's having that, that idea in terms of dealing with, with students and their, their learning. Yeah, I, I had this discussion with a staff member today and I, I think it was in Carolyn Dweck's book on growth mindset um, or it might have been some other book I've, I've read recently but um, they took a bunch of uh, low-achieving low students and they, they paired them with a teacher and told them they were top stream and the results of these low-achieving students just went through the roof because the expectations from the teacher were really high of these students yeah. and 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 you're right this this deficit thinking it does exist and and it's hard for it not to and and it kind of does go both ways too like you said so um that's that's a really good point you make and gee i don't know what the answer to that is and 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 how you can address it because that's that's a tough one i think getting good wrong i think at grammar we we uh looking at Māori and Pacifica students at the school, we, we try to uh, use examples of old boys as, uh, um, as, as role models for the, for the, for the students. Uh, and our, our ch- achievement for Māori and Pacifica students is quite, quite high, and uh, we, we, we like to get those, those old boys coming in and talking to them. You know, with, uh, for example, I can mm. think of Jeremy Stanley, who is uh, an ex-All Black and is also a doctor, um, he was a, a, a Samoan boy, and he, he was—he's amazing. And, uh, and we we talk about the same, those same things. And we also had a former head boy, the first ever Samoan head boy, speak to the students last week. And um, 
he spoke about the opportunities he had at Auckland Grammar. Um, <coughs> but we also tried to encourage them to, to hold on to their to their culture and, and their values as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hey, um, last question. Uh, we've got about 12 weeks left in the school year. So what have you uh, what have you got planned for summer? Summer holiday. Well, I've got um, touch nationals with my uh, I, I coached the the premier team and we qualified for nationals. So I've got touch nationals about halfway through uh, December, uh, which will be something to look forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm very spoiled with my team. They are I'm, they're full of athletes who are a lot faster and stronger and fitter than I ever will be. Um, so they, they make me look good. I, sometimes I think I just have to show off and make sure they're wearing the right uniform. So hopefully we do well there. And I'm also uh, getting married early next year, which is uh, oh, probably really? the, the biggest thing um, uh, that I'm looking forward to as well. Oh, congratulations. Where's where's the wedding? Uh, in uh, Pika Pika. So down oh, the nice. line, closer to home. Uh, so we're looking forward to that as well. And um Catching up with people and, and having a, having a good day or a good a good good couple of days, I should imagine, uh, yeah. with everyone. Oh, sounds like it'll be uh, it'll be amazing, mate. So that that's awesome. Hey, I just want to um I want to thank you for taking the time to um have a chat. And you know, I when I started seeing your name pop up and and hearing all the stories about grammar and what and what you're doing and the impact you're having there, I kind of felt um. I felt kind of proud to know you and have have taught with you and coached with you in the past um, and uh, I'm just really happy that you're kind of you've fallen into a, um, a really awesome spot where you can have a massive impact um, not only just on education but for te reo Māori as well um, and incorporating that that um, Māori language within grammar so um, keep keep working hard and um, and, and yeah, I hope the rest of the year goes well for you. And Touch Nationals is awesome, and the wedding is even better than that. So, um, just thanks a lot, Nathan. Cheers, mate. Thanks.